All right, I'll, I'll go now. No, Hello. <laughs> and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. You mean Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that is not it. Hello. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's a really bad <laughs> Every time you do it, I think <laughs> I think they're hey, great. My name is <laughs> My name is Joel. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Your name is not Tony. Lucky. All right. <laughs> I'm not doing Look at the leprechaun. <laughs> Welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space. The podcast intent on exploring all the science fiction and fantasy has to work. It's the taste of the world. <laughs> oh my god. We like science fiction movies. <laughs> Can't get enough of that golden crickets. <gasps> yeah. My name is Joel. <laughs> my name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. Hey! Okay. <laughs> The movie this week was The Gladiators from 1969, directed by Peter Watkins, written by Nicholas Gosling and Peter Watkins. Uh, there's a lot of different actors in the movie, yeah. not, not not like super recognizable ones. On IMDb, if you look, there's only two of them with pictures. Oh, wow. One of them is... This is probably like, mm-hmm. like, this is probably like a movie where... Some of these guys just, that was it. Yeah. That was their one movie. A lot of them. Yeah, I looked through <laughs> This is their one. <laughs> He's known for The Gladiators or Gladiatorerna. Oh. Gladiatorerna. Uh, so B1 was played by Jeremy Child. And if you look him up, he's been in all kinds of stuff, although I don't recognize his face. He's, mm. you know, he was the main, the, the leader of the group. Was he the beret guy? Transformed by the nuclear goop. Oh. Um, was he the beret? Well, the guy with the beret, you know. Whoever was in charge. Oh, okay. Are we talking the like officials or on the ground? Yeah, are we talking the older dudes or the younger dudes? No, the ones that were playing the game. Oh, in the game? Yeah. So it wasn't the guy at the beret? I don't think so. I don't know. He was the one calling the shots. <laughs> See, look at that. Wow. Okay. Okay. And the okay, other sure. the other yeah. recognizable act Did he have a mustache? Was the Nigerian officer who was played by George Harris. Mm. And Sarah and I have seen him a couple of times in one of the well, our favorite things from the last couple of years, National Theater Live Frankenstein. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Dr. Frankenstein's father. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You can't see it. That's that's the problem with it. It's like a theater-only thing. Uh, and, uh, I mean, no, it's <laughs> we, we got a bootleg copy. But uh, oh. they never intend to release it on DVD. At least that's what the, like, I've seen, like, people ask them. Is it on VHS somewhere? No. It was no, so good. It's oh. so good. Okay. So, it's a National Theater Live production of Frankenstein, and it was a cast with Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller, and they would reverse roles each wow. night. One would be the creature, one would be Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, that's each so night. cool. And it was so good. It was so good. Um, I've seen both of them, but they only screen it in movie theaters. <laughs> they won't release a DVD of it or anything. Yeah. So well, We um, just happened to luck out. Like, the first time we saw it, uh, was that the, the... We might have seen it the first time by download. No, no, no. The first time we saw it, we saw it in the theater because that was... Ah. Johnny Lee Miller was the monster. And then we got... Yeah. The special copy mm-hmm. with uh, Bennett Cumberbatch back at, at, as the monster. And then it went back to theaters again and we were like, oh, we gotta go see it so we can actually see this on the big screen. And we, like, went to the wrong day. It was the same one so that we, we had seen before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first time I found it online in L.A., and then the second time they did it at um, River Park, which we were really lucky. So the movie this week was National Theater Live. Frankenstein. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> watch that if you get a chance to. The Gladiators! The Gladiators. What happened, Joel? What's this, what's this one about? Well, you synopsized the 10th bit. Oh, is this my turn? I synopsized... Stalker. Stalker. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Okay. Could you synopsize yes. Gladiator? I'm gonna synopsize the Gladiators. Okay, so this movie it sets you up with a little like warning in the beginning or whatever, but the movie itself is filmed like a mockumentary. I think this might be our first mockumentary that we've done. Right. And in the film, there aren't any terribly um, crazy scientific evolutions that have happened. There aren't special weapons. There aren't mutated people. Basically, we're all the same humans that we are now. But in this future, they've decided that they are going to hold something called the Peace Games. And ironically, the Peace Games are held to try and keep everyone from fighting, but they do so by killing each other. They choose people from different countries around the world to partake in these fights and this game. I don't know. How would you put it? No, that that's that's it. You're I right. You've summed it yeah. up. Yeah. At least that, that's what the movie's about. I just remembered in uh, R.E.D.D., Red, mm-hmm. they did have a little bit of a mockumentary type thing because, it, remember, they were doing, like, the newscast right, stuff. Right. But it wasn't a true mockumentary no, like this you, one was. The, that, the commercials the commercials were in, in R.E.D.D. were just kind of set up so that you could get a feel of the universe. Right. Like, what the world was like, and then... I don't know. Maybe got a little. Ah, yeah. No, you're right. You're Were you right. Just doing the big trouble in Little China thing. <laughs> yes, Joel. I was actually doing Lopan's uh, okay. ma- magical uh, um, hand thing that yeah. he does when he's casting a spell at um, <laughs> our heroes. 
at egg egg shen. <laughs> no. yeah. Sorry, okay, I just so one too many Mountain Dews so far. So movie this week was Big Trouble in Little China. No, oh, yes, only well, in my dreams. I, we will do it. We have to. You're right. Yeah, mockumentaries. I don't think I've seen that many. Have you guys ever seen Spinal Tap? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Spinal Tap. Have you guys just seen in the way just I in the way that it's older? I've and never seen that. It. Oh uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen clips of it, mm-hmm. but that's you know obviously the ele- take it up to eleven. Or right, whatever. right. Yeah. You know, I've seen that clip. I've seen, there was another one. There's another one too. Where uh, Stonehenge? One, which one? Stonehenge. Yeah, I think so. It's okay. funny. It's worth seeing. Definitely. I hadn't seen it for a long time, but I think I watched it maybe ten years ago or something. Right on. Um, but just the style, I mean, everybody does mockumentaries now, like The Office and stuff like that. But um, a long time ago, it didn't used to be like that. You didn't used to see mockumentaries. But this was a little bit funny in some places. Yeah. Comedic. And then there was definitely some serious stuff, too. But uh, the style of the interviews was really cool. Yeah. I like I that did, stuff. Yeah. I really dug that a lot. It made me wish that more movies kind of set it up so that you, you'd know the characters like before the movie start. You kind of got a little piece of each character like that. And uh, it wasn't necessarily that you got so much information about them, but even just like a, this like sliver of what their life was like before the game. Like yeah. it really kind of like brings you into the movie. Like you know that, that, that this guy's mom like really thinks that he should be part of the game because, you know, he was drafted and this is, you know, his duty or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but then you could see the struggle, the struggle in, in his eyes that he was like, Oh my God, like, you know, I really don't want to be here. My mom says, and then, you know, because his response is my mom says I should be here, you know, and yeah. it's like, Oh, poor kid. Like you can tell that he's like, I don't want to be part of this, like, you know, hunger games thing yeah. that I'm in right now. <laughs> it was good at, yeah, it was Hunger Games. Laying out the story of the world just by interviewing each of these participants in the game before the actual game started, and like that wasn't like because those characters, for the most part, they don't matter. They, yeah. They're just going to get killed off at some point. Yeah, there were only a couple of characters that. Yeah, it just reminds me of another part of the movie. I don't want. I don't know if you want me. Oh, to. Okay. Oh, just go on in. What I really loved about this movie too was just the sudden narration that would happen when they would go into oh, a room. Yes. Where it'd be like, little do they know, yeah. but two more people are going to die. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I really yeah. dug that. Like there was something about that that like 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 I was just kind of just like relaxed on my couch. But then when they whenever that narrator would come on, like I would I would like I would tense up a little bit. And I would like, I would like lean forward in my chair and be like, "Who's getting it this time?" I'm like looking around, like, like I, some part of me was just like. And normally, normally I don't get that much bloodlust when it comes to movies, but it was just like, I want, "Who's gonna die next?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that stuff happened. Yes, <laughs> but that voice was in Stalker. Little did they know, as he continues, no one is going to be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, nothing is going to happen. Don't worry. Even though he says bad things can happen, you're not going to see it. I had two starker dreams since last oh, week. Oh no! Guys. Oh no! Yeah. One of them was uh, Sting from the police chasing after him while singing the uh, "I'll Be Watching You" song. You're talking about the movie. Yeah. No. I, I I can understand why your subconscious that there's some dude. I mean, I know that's a whole other podcast you guys can listen to, but like. 
there's like some subliminal messages in there. Yeah. You know, there has it's to be. It's not a place you want to go to in your dreams, <laughs> for sure. There's for some sure. subliminal messages in there that just, you know, will bleed into your, your mind. I don't know. It's interesting how that movie, even though most, like, I know all three of us are kind of like, eh, you know. On still it, talking about like it? We're still kind of like. No, it was, about yeah, yeah, in the back of our head, you don't. <laughs> Once you experience it, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Once you experience it, I've been thinking about the tenth victim ever since we watched yeah, it. The yeah, the tenth victim no. was good. Yeah, I feel like now that I've had a chance to like think about the tenth victim, I like it a lot more. Yeah, Spencer, even more than before. Yeah. Spencer's brought up this podcast a whole entire notch, in my opinion. Yeah. His recommendations have been amazing. Yeah, so. keep the keep the recommendations yeah, coming. We loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were all right. <laughs> <laughs> Gladiators, though, man. I don't think this one is going to stick in my brain as really? much. Okay. Well, all three of us, all three of us, and Sarah actually did, said we were falling asleep during the movie. Yeah. I mean, I did. Dr- I, I, was, I, I was getting back from a really long trip, so, like, I think it was exhaustion for me because I was engaged. I was actually really engaged in this one for a little bit there. I drank a Red Bull before watching this and I fell asleep. Maybe you were crashing? Maybe. I was interested, too, but I think... uh, So the setup of this movie is that in the future, people fight gladiator style, and people around the world watch (laughs) it. that's what they say. That's what they say. (laughs) And then when they were fighting, I'm like, gladiators didn't fight like this. Gladiators didn't have guns. Which is not really something to be nitpicky about, but... I was like, if it had been like hand to hand, I probably would have been glued I... to the TV. Well, like, like, like when you say gladiators, I get two Im- images. I get Russell Crowe in my head, and then I get American gladiators in my head. I thought you were going to say, and then I get an erection. Well, I mean, yes. I'm get- well, no, 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 no. A Russell Crowe, American gladiators, erection. erection. Yeah, there you go. But- <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lot of testosterone. I think we've all got erections now. So there wasn't any real obstacle. Well, I mean, there was kind of an obstacle course, but it wasn't like red, white, and blue, and there weren't fireworks no. or glitter flying everywhere. And there, you know, there was anything that was kind of what was going on was kind of like stalker, you know, going through. They have to like go through some weird places because they're trying to get to their destination, the control room. But I was going to say that the reason why it didn't make sense that they were like this is just me thinking of like why would they say it was like like the gladiators back in the day yeah. was because they're trying to put a level of prestige on it that it does not deserve mm. like for the people like ah yes this is the way it was back in the you know the good old roman and and Gre- you know grecian days it's so the filmmaker themselves wasn't trying to do that but the People, the, the characters, older people in charge. Yeah, yeah, I can see that they were trying to add a level of sophistication or yes. or some kind of purpose to it that it probably didn't deserve. Yeah, totally. You know, and maybe this is too early to bring this up. Again, sorry. I'm just no, my brain cool. tells me things. And let's I just, just go wherever okay, we cool. go. Let's go where right. our brain tells us All to. Right. So, Age of Ultron. We're talking what? <laughs> 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 no, what were you gonna say before I destroyed? No, you it's okay. It's okay. I'm. I. I think I destroyed my brain by drinking so much Mountain Dew already. Um, today. But uh, what I was gonna say is, is that okay? So, so you, yes, there's this room where all the generals of the different United Nations military are sitting and they're watching this thing going on, right? And they're all. They're like all these old dudes who 
you know, they're more concerned about the dinner or whatever they're having than the fact that their soldiers are blowing up. And then, and then, and then they're also kind of like almost taking personal bets yeah. on, on who's going to like, who's going to do what or who's going to make it farther, you know? Yeah. And it, I just felt like it was really just really kind of symbolic to just the way that actually war is fought and in the sense that like, you know, the young seem to be dying for the old in a lot of ways. And and, uh, I mean, it's not as deep as, you know, as I wanted it to be or come out right now, but it was just really interesting kind of a a thing that when we were watching this movie, I saw that and I was just like, whoa, you know, (laughs) symbolism. It was a very, there were a lot of messages going on in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was an anti-war movie and it was pointing out just how arbitrary sometimes these kinds of things are. And that the people fighting them don't even know why they are. Yeah. Like, just, you know, they're just sent in there to figure it out on their own. Anti-war, anti-racism, anti-socialism, anti- Oh, yeah. uh, That's right, the French kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, anti-French, no. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, anti-hippies. Notice that that France didn't have a military presence at all. So this is just, it's like literally the future that happened right after World War II, almost, it, it feels like, you know? Yeah. In a lot of ways, or yeah. or maybe the Cold War or something, you know? I, yeah. Yeah, I think that it, it was pointing a finger at a lot of different sk- skirmishes that have happened in the past. And some uh, government systems. Right. It was kind of, say, yeah, socialism and other yeah, exactly. things. You know, the, the, be- the big and best uh, example of socialism in that case was both China and Russia. So naturally, it's, you know... Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense in context of the movie 1969. Yeah, that's you know hot into the the hot into the Cold War. <laughs> uh, I am funny, guys. Funny, hot into the Cold War. Super hot. <laughs> yeah, I I think in the beginning I didn't understand that it was kind of a random draft and that they mm. do this arbitrarily no matter what each year yeah. or whatever it is that they do. So some people do volunteer, but yeah, it seemed like mostly random draft. There was a lot of talk about points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like, you know, a certain number of points. Like like I remember the, the 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 British general when he when he was speaking directly with, you know, his, you know, his underling, you know, he was he was like, you know, we got to do better than last year, man. And, you know, it, but you know, we, we want you to do like a, a slam. Or, I, I forget, I forget the term that he said, but he was like, you know, you've got to do really well. But oh, he, it was a, he was like, you, you know about boxing, there yeah, are points, but we need a knockout, a knockout. That's what it was. Yeah, and 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 I think one of the things that I was kind of regretting when watching this is they never, like, they never had like the ten points Gryffindor moment. You know, I, I was kind of really kind of rooting for that. <laughs> then we get this moment where it was like, oh. <laughs> They did say you capturing a prisoner was three points. Oh, did they mention that? Okay, mm, but okay. That, that is basically the only time points are mentioned. I kind of wanted a little more of that because I think that would have, you know, made it feel more like a game. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't think they were trying to make an entertaining movie like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, no, there was definitely more statement being told than right. Yeah, I kept thinking that that it would be really cool. I mean, not that it would be great or ideal. But I was thinking, oh, imagine if there was some kind of a disagreement between two countries. Let's say this country and this country wanted to go to war. And then instead they just picked their two baddest, like, fighter guys. Yeah. And then they just sent them in to fight. And whoever won, they just had to, they had to make a compromise and 
forego whatever it was they were having a problem with. And I was like, that kind of sounds cooler to me in terms of like a gladiator concept mm-hmm. in the future or whatever with this kind of game. But I did like that they... <sighs> there was something stylistically about this that was really cool. I mean, yeah. did you guys think that? Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, of course. Uh, like the outdoor shots of like the bureaucrats and the interviews yeah. and the even the control room stuff was shot kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a big fan of the all the like the big knobs and and, and light up switches <laughs> they were pressing. <laughs> the buttons that said yeah. funny things. Yeah. yeah. Tea time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for tea. Well, it's, yeah, those like the in the control room there's the guys that I don't know what language they were speaking. Which is weird. Well, actually, now that you bring that up, yeah. I, th- I found the whole concept of language in this movie to be very interesting. Yeah. Because all these characters would be speaking their native tongue or, or you know, what their character's supposed to portray. And then out of nowhere, English. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and it was almost at the point where, like, where it was so intermixed. Like, like someone would ask a question in, in English mm-hmm. and then someone else would answer it in their, answer in their, in their tongue. In a different language, and yeah. It was almost as if, like, the language barrier just didn't exist anymore. And But then there was a moment in the film where, where they were using, a, like, a translator device right, right. Yeah. in order to... They had a babblefish going right yeah, there. Ready to go. Yeah. And I thought that was actually a very interesting concept as well that, that they did that. But yeah, the buttons were cool. Yeah. Supercomputer. I liked that. Like the know. snow button. <laughs> I thought it was kind of like how the TARDIS just changes language or whatever. This movie definitely <laughs> felt like like a retro Doctor Who episode in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which was also really cool. Yeah. All I was going to say about the buttons is that they had buttons to control what was going on in the game during the game. But they weren't just controlling the people playing the game. They no. were controlling the leaders, too, by, like, now it's time for a tea. Now it's time for your noodles. Right. You're and right. The game, the game was double, like, a double-edged like, sword. You're like right. Said, the, 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 control, the computer controls everything. Yep. Like, yeah. No, that was really cool. And, and there's actually, nothing that can be done. Actually, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I didn't even, I hadn't even really thought of that, but you're right. Yeah. Like, they were being absolutely controlled as well. <laughs> So what about the, the French system. guy? What do you think about him? Well, he was against the system. Big time. It's big time. He's cool. You know? He didn't want to pay his student debts. Yeah. He's like, let's get rid of the system. <laughs> 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 He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, where's my free ride? Huh? <laughs> I'm just joking. Hello. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> anyway. Uh <laughs> I liked when he was trying to, he was just like, I like, forget that group. I'm not going with them, even though I'm supposed to. I, I'm just going straight for the control room. And then he proceeds to be electrocuted by a door for a long time. Over and over. I, I liked that scene a lot. Actually. I did too. I liked that scene a there lot. There was something really like, it was good. Well, and the, yeah, it kind of reminded me, which I didn't really like like District 9 that much, but it kind of reminded me of District 9 a little bit in, like, the realistic way it was shot and, like, the torture that was happening. It's got the mockumentary feel, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Mm -hmm. Cool. No, I hadn't really made that comparison as well. Dang. That's awesome. I think it's going. Yeah, we got this going. We got... Let's talk it out. Let's go. Let's go right... Okay. Oh, go ahead. Another... uh, This guy, Peter Watkins, 
I think this is his thing where he does like mockumentary style oh, cool. fiction films. Because what, what else is he known for? He has another movie called. Uh, e, e, uh, uh, I should look this up. That's fine. So, um, things things that I liked about this movie while Joel's looking that up. I like the fact that every now and then um, the copy that I was watching was kind of subpar. Mostly my fault because I just kind of found it online. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the the. What I thought was really cool was is that every now and then, like, they would just, <laughs> while events were occurring, you would just get, like, in white letters on the bottom of the screen, like, like <laughs> sponsor has paid more money to see violence. Like, that would just, this, this is something that would just pop up, like, every oh now and then. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or, like, you know, ratings are down because nothing's happening, you know, no, no, no violence. And, yeah. or, and then, and then when, like, when, like, there'd be, like, a lot of extreme action going on, there'd be another one that would just say, you know, ratings have jumped up, like, <laughs> like a certain percent. Uh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Was that in our version? I don't know, because I, I was, was surprised to hear it, too. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, crazy. I it thought was, I was asleep. Maybe that's cool. Though. <laughs> no, no, it, it really added to the film for me because you, you had like the beeping part, right? The beeping, yes, to like indicate that they were feeling pressure. <laughs> that's boop, what I really like that boop, too. Boop, boop, boop. That yeah. weird machine. But you never got any like little little. Wow. Okay. That's cool. But mine was maybe like, I just need to turn on a subtitle. That the little there. typewriter thing. Mine, the, yeah, yeah. The little typewriter thing was cool. The, it's just a typewriter. Let's make it more futuristic. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was really cool. That was cool, yeah. So this guy did a Academy Award winning doc mockumentary, if you will. Although he got the Academy Award for Best Documentary. Nice. Called The War Game. And the war game is a it's a fictional worst case scenario docudrama about a nuclear war in the aftermath in a typical English city. So it does like interview style with the people and it talks about like this this is their life now that you know the Holocaust the nuclear holocaust. Oh cool. Like, Did I say nuclear? Nuclear, nuclear. It's holocaust. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, he also did this one I saw you can see on YouTube, which is called the Battle of Culloden, C-U-L-L-O-D-E-N. Sounds very Tolkien. And it is a, a it's a reconstruction of the battle that took place in England, like, it must have been, I mean, I don't even know, like a long, long, long time ago. Okay. And like an actual historical battle. But he does it like they had modern TV cameras there. So he's like oh, interviewing the subjects and talking about their lives and really stuff like cool. that. Yeah. It was wow. super interesting. Did you watch that one? I didn't finish it because uh, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I just got, yeah, I got distracted yeah. or whatever. What, what's like, it called again? Uh, the Battle of Colodon. Okay, cool. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll put a link to it in the notes. No, that sounds really awesome. I'm going to see that. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, it's his thing. And yeah, I think it's, you know, he's, he's good at that stuff. Cool. Yeah, I definitely dig the. I dig it. Yeah, this movie was pretty awesome, and I think I think if I hadn't uh, hadn't you know been driving back from from a pretty long trip, that I probably wouldn't have fallen asleep at the end, <laughs> like I did. That 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 in no regards uh, is is how I feel about the quality of this movie. Like yeah. I just think I was physically just I was done. I just lost after the point. I guess we should say a little bit of what happens in the story. Yeah, sorry. So there are two teams in the game. One of them appears to be like most of like 
Western Europe. You know, it's like England, and they've got uh, uh, people speaking German. And they've got. It's supposed to be the Allies, so the, is what is is what, what it was called. Like well, NATO Ger- or Ger- something. Ger- Germany yeah. was involved as well, right, but there was right. like Americans. There, yeah. there were you know Brits. There was yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Germany. Yeah, Americans. I think was, Italy might have had a presence as well. I could be wrong. And the other team seems to be con- only uh, made up of, of Chinese. Yeah, fighters, it's definitely right? Chinese. Yeah, I don't understand that, but it doesn't really matter. So, so the the Allies team is trying to get to the control room, and the Chinese team is preventing them by attacking them. Referred to as the away team. The away team <laughs> yeah, is what they refer to them as. Oh. <laughs> None of them live there. (laughs) But they have some weird system where if, like, they have lights set up. If you follow the green lights, your path is supposed to be easier. If you follow the red lights, uh, but it takes longer to get the control room. If you you follow the red lights, you get to the control room faster, but there is much more danger. And they say something about the yellow lights that if you want to exit at any time, you follow the yellow lights and you can get out of there. But we never see yellow lights. And I think that is also a detail he did on purpose. Like, there is you no escape You can't get out. This. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest. In my cut, I couldn't see any lights. Oh. <gasps> so maybe it was, maybe, because um, it was a really bad VHS tape oh, okay. <laughs> quality, um, uh, which kind of added to my experience. Oh, maybe a that's why bit. you have the extra subtitles, But too. there were no lines. I saw no lights. That's gone. They would just, they would refer to an area where there was lights. Yeah. So that, that was, so it wasn't like they weren't involved in the story in the yeah. version I saw. It was just that. A character would say, the lights are over here, so we follow there, but you never actually see any lights going off. I did hear the beep, though. The beep was a thing. (laughs) The part where he grabbed the electric door, did you see the red lights there? Because there were, like, two red lights, Yeah, that's why he was heading towards it. it. There was a red Okay, then maybe I did see that scene. But there were, I mean, there There were were other ones, other places, yeah, yeah. You would have seen it. That's like, crazy. I feel like I missed a cru- crucial. I mean, I know they were talking about it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, sure, guys, wherever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wherever they are. You know, and that part after right. the away team is like in the commissary, like eating food. Oh, yeah. They all run out to yeah. go attack again. Yeah. There's just red lights, like showing them which way they need to go. Okay. Or what is it? Red uh, lights? I don't remember. There's lights. Red, red lights are, were. You were supposed to go where there was danger, the but the thing right. is, I think you got more points for right. going that way instead of the, the, the right. easy way. 100 to Gryffindor. Yeah, exactly. And there were some just really funny things thrown in, just like satirical almost, like out of nowhere. I was going to say, I haven't seen Dr. Strangelove, but I was wondering if there was any similarity to that, too. I've seen Dr. Strangelove. Well, no. I mean, kind of the the bureaucracy part. Yes. Yeah. But otherwise, no. It's uh, Doctor Strangelove is just like a comedy. I need to see that. It's anyway. really awesome. Anyway. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> you can watch it for this podcast because it's science, Cold War fiction. It could be a pick. You're right. Yep. That's a fun movie too. I like that one. Sorry, didn't. Anyway, uh, I can't remember. Uh, okay, so the Lights the Allies back. team are like crawling around in in tunnels because they're trying to go through the red. And they get to a point where they suddenly come upon a one of the away team. It's it's a woman, a Chinese woman that just happens to have been 
abandoned or something like that. She got lost. They don't really explain there was a firefight. Why. There was a firefight between them, the the allies, and, and that's when some of those people actually died. And the away team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a firefight, and I believe. I don't want to say the Chinese made a retreat because I'm just making that up in my head, but she definitely got split up from them after they were fighting. Everything was planned. Like, yeah, that's when, when we come to the actual conclusion of the movie, I think everything was planned with the yeah. exception of, uh, when some of the stuff goes haywire. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that part. <laughs> All the- They'll have to fill me in. Yeah. So I, I can't even remember why I was talking about this. Was, oh, well, because what happened was is they like there there was some dissertation between what they wanted to do with her. Right. When they when they caught her. And and at first, when this happened, I was like, oh dear God, this movie's gonna go there, isn't it? Like yeah. there's gonna be some oh, yeah. there's gonna be some horrible thing that's gonna happen to this woman. It's a woman, they're yeah. all soldiers. And, and I was really kind of upset. I was I was I started tensing up and I was like, oh, I don't want to see this anymore. Like that was my immediate reaction. Like maybe maybe I gotta tell the guys this isn't I- for me. <laughs> There was even a. They was like, make sure to search her. Check everywhere. Yeah. And the guy's like, she doesn't have anything. He's like, she has to have something. Check her crotch. Like he says that. I was like, what? okay, they're definitely, but they don't. They, yeah. You know, the, the woman does not end up getting uh, molested. I'm really anyway. glad that it didn't do that because yeah. I was totally expecting him to go that route, and I was like, oh no, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah. No, I. The whole reason I was explaining it was some weird. I, I was trying to talk about something that didn't make any sense out of context, and now I can't. Remember <sighs> I wish what I could remember is. the name of the character with the beret, because there was a lot of speculation I of mean, that character. What was the? I don't know. He had like a must. I know that sounds so stupid. He, are you talking? Is he one of the ones in the room with the other like leaders? No, the leaders were talking about him specifically because the the kind of like. I don't know. I'll probably I'll try to pantomime the leader to you guys so you can understand. Like he's kind of leaning back a little bit. He's kind of going, and he's yes. just kind of that guy. Yeah, is like you know whenever. Oh, you mean he's the one that they kept going. He is okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, question. That's B one. That's that's the guy. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. He's the leader of the group. Is so he is supposed to be the leader of the group. Yeah, like okay. Raphael. Okay. No, no. The song is wrong, Joel. Raphael was never the leader of the group. Uh, I had the cassette tape. Okay. <laughs> so I think I know who the leader of the group is. I have it on cassette. Also, De- s- spin that disc. wheel. Oh, okay. <laughs> go Ninja, go Ninja, go. I didn't have part two, no, just part one. You're missing out, man. Uh, I don't think I am. I think you are. Yeah. It's a great CD. Played at work all the time. So what do you guys think of... Uh, the African-American guy. Oh, uh, you know. That was some heavy stuff. It was pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. I'm going to have to say a little. I mean, all these other guys, all these other guys are like not American, right? There was, at, you're least, not, you're not there being, was at least one other American, but he was yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure if they'd really understand his struggles. No. And so maybe that's what made it even worse. In a lot of ways. That was the point. Yeah. And then when they're saying terrible yeah. things about like, oh, you can't have those, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he, there's a point where he says, they're like trying to like convince him not to go section eight. And they're like, you're doing this for, you know, so you can go back home and blah, 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 and, and have the glory or whatever. And he's like, yeah, so I can go back home and sit in the back of the bus. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, this movie got real. I was definitely kind of like, my mouth was kind of an O shape when that happened. I was like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care, though. Yeah. Well, in, in the movie. I mean, the, 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 the generals or whatever they are. Just... It was definitely interesting banter between the, between the Chinese leader and the... And I don't. There wasn't really an American leader. There was there. I mm-hmm. felt like there was just like, which was also kind of interesting. Yeah. Like the 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 leadership that was being, I don't know, represented. It's kind of a weird mix up between everything else. I don't think it was like a. It wasn't like a straight across kind of a thing, which was really weird. I agree with you. I felt really bad for that black soldier though. Like that was rough. It was just really rough. and But, I mean, that was the point. It was trying to get across and masterfully done. Yeah. Like, you could feel his struggles, like, immediately. <laughs> like. Yeah. They kept putting him in front of everyone. Like, go ahead. You know, you're the first one in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, constantly. Yeah, yeah, they were going for that black guy dies first. And I don't know. Did he actually die first or did somebody die before him? No one else has pictured dying before him. Okay. But I think they might have. But he is definitely, <clears throat> like, one of the visual... Visually, you see him go down first, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. kind of guys. And they actually say he, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. In that weird hippie room. Yep. With scantily clad women and flowers. Yeah, that was a weird moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Campbell was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. And it was what so... What was that all about? It was just so weird because like the hippie women were like trying to make everyone feel comfortable, and then he died. Like immediately after the song was done, like the, the weird hippie yeah, kind of like yeah. like song, he died. Like he died like in sequence. Like when the song ended, there's they just panned down at him, and he's just like you know. That reminded me of the tenth victim when it was like <laughs> Ming T. Yeah, like after you shoot somebody. Hey, did you remember it's the sixties? Oh man, <laughs> I did, right. Check I did, out these women. I did like the Chinese soldier like rec room. Yeah. But that was pretty badass. Yeah, the they had like some painting, like they had time to like paint some painting. Commissary, the two com- pork chops. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they, I don't know. It was cool. See that kind of stuff. Just, I mean, it was totally a surprise and just kind of a non sequitur. But it, but I don't. Uh, that stuff, like sprinkled into like the super heavy like racism, and this guy dies, and the I. I don't know. It was kind of an interesting combination of yeah, elements. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. you know, look at how ignorant the upper class are. You know, they're just, they don't care. They're not excited by this whole thing. It's just like, oh, we have to do this because it keep we keep control over everything that's going on. And it's like, they don't even have control. See? Yeah. See, the system has control. And that's that, where the French guy wants yeah. to take over. Totally. The French guy disappointed me, too. Vive la France! What? At the end? Yeah. I agree with you. I didn't like most of the end part. Yeah, so... I had to watch it over again. Because, like, again, what? well, for step yeah. one, I fell asleep. So I only... I, I remember, like, half hearing some of it. Step, and it two. step two. Terrible subtitles. Yeah, so I had I had to rewatch the ending again. Just because I, I need... I, it, the, 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 the moral... Like, the part where the moral of the story was kind of coming together like I, I definitely didn't comprehend it the first time around yeah i think i only fell asleep for a little bit about 20 minutes before the end and i saw the end so i know i fell asleep a little bit right before that <laughs> but yeah the, i saw the end and i was a little bit like hmm it was- this took a really serious turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you know i I don't even watch war movies most of the time because I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but like 
I don't believe in war in general. Like I'm, I'm definitely a peace loving person and I, and I will probably go to any great length to get to a diplomatic solution before a conflict. But, um, uh, you yellow bellied communist. Hey, that's what, that's what Picard, that's the way of Picard, <laughs> John Luke Picard, man. He's all about diplomacy before action. Yeah. I, 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 I dig that. Totally. Yeah, totally. And he uses the blaster. Hey, but only in Only in self-defense defense. if he has to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he plays the flute. And there even then he'll say, turn it down to stun or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's not going to yeah. harm them on purpose. Wesley. He's like, disable their engine or something yep. and go away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Totally. What? Maybe because I lived as a foreigner in another country and I felt like I had to develop some diplomacy of my own in another culture. Maybe because I was raised in a faith that was all about the oneness of mankind and unity and stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't really believe in war. And when I'm watching war movies, I feel like they're always just trying to hammer home to you that, you know, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, yeah. and it's violent or whatever. And And I don't need to see that because I already don't believe in it so mm. i kind of just spare myself the violence most of the time and when it went there i was like i i figured <clears throat> it was kind of a war movie like when we were getting into the trenches and stuff i was like okay yeah it's gonna be this kind of a movie but i really enjoyed the way they did it i thought yeah. that it was a cool it was a cool take totally. on a dystopian future mm-hmm. what did you think about the end mm-hmm of what? This movie? Gladiators. Uh, Gladiators. 1969. Now, what well, you think I don't about think he deserved to go to heaven. Uh, <laughs> right, Gladiators? Russell Crowe was pretty... So, like, he was pretty awesome in that movie, right? <laughs> I'm just going to spoil this movie. The, it came out a long time ago. By your own rule, you're yes, allowed I know. to. I know that. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 So the prisoner that they capture, like we said, is a Chinese woman. And B-1, for some reason, just gets... He develops a rapport with her. And the whole time, the Chinese general and his uh, underling are, are both like, this is exactly what we expected. Like, every time there's something crazy happens, they're like, this is exactly what we expected. And it turns out that... At least this was my understanding that they knew that the the Chinese girl that they left to be a hostage was a subversive that she was somebody who could she she could understand and uh, commiserate with the other side you know the enemy side and they also knew that B one was one of those people based on what the computer told them. So they did this on purpose. They set up them to meet on purpose so that they could be like, we need to set an example of these two to Mm. show that you cannot have people getting along like this. And this is what's going to happen. You know, don't trust them. Don't, you know, work together. It's everything works because we're not trying to work together. (laughs) Right, right. It's like on the real world when they cast someone who's total drama on purpose just to see what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Got to get that ratings up, man. Yeah. Like that one season with Mitch. Is there a Mitch on the real world? (laughs) 
I never watched any real world. <laughs> I wish I could say the same, man. Yeah, me too. I was hooked. I was too. I was hooked to the realness of the real world. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like that one season when that guy lost his voice and he had to use a computer oh, to talk yeah. to people. Yeah, man. I was it probably was getting drunk and doing drugs, so you guys had fun with your... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was probably playing video games. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. I, sh- I should have been, too. <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> you had your Game Boy. You were playing Pokemon. I did have my Game Boy. You're like, this guy's going to make comic books. Yeah. So, they just send in some pe- They send in troops on them. Yep. It's like... Um, that was, yeah, that was pretty brutal. It was brutal. Well, yeah, after that part, that's that's when the slide happens. Like, I like that there was that twist, like, we did this on purpose to show that this could happen. But when the French guy somehow shuts down the machine or yeah. something like that, yeah, and everything explodes. So, like, I think everybody dies except for the two and him and the French guy, the, the two rebels. Yeah. And they're running out and escaping, and he, the French guy, like, turns back the, mach- the machine back on for some reason? Yeah. Something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, part. I don't know exactly why, too. But. It was a little odd at the yeah. end there. Everybody was, like, freaking out for a second. Like, yeah. the, even the computer was freaking out, and yeah. the buttons weren't working, and they were like, this is not supposed to be able to happen, no matter what. And then it all came back online again. And so. The French guy is progressing towards the actual control room. By the way, we've it's been revealed that nobody ever gets to the control room. Like it's not it's not possible to get there. It's like a rigged game, yeah. yeah. And we see the soldiers of the generals catch up to the two rebels and beat them to death while yeah. funny music is playing. Oh my god. And everybody's like drinking tea or whatever and just kind of like yawning like yeah it had to be done <sighs> yeah so y'all all of the generals and all of the leaders just so nonchalantly watching yeah those two soldiers get beat to death and later they're going out to get you know their picture taken <laughs> while, while you see all the yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting uh that's an that's definitely an interesting kind of uh side by side side by yeah. side comparison yeah yeah they've got the that part of them um when they die is like told through like pictures instead of like video and it's like stills yeah, black and white black still and white photos. stills mm-hmm. and it totally reminds you of seeing like actual photos of like dead bodies in like world war 2 and stuff like Absolutely. that um later wars yeah yeah it it reminds you of just the horror that you see in war and then yeah just kind of making it seem like it was no big deal and it's definitely a message that smacks you right in the head. Yeah. Um, this is, you know. There was a part where they referenced what was going on in Vietnam also. Yeah. Because when the when the African-American guy was freaking out, the, there were two Asian guys that were also on the Allies. So one, one of them must have been Vietnamese. The, I don't know what the yeah, other one was. Yeah, he says something about Vietnam. Yeah. But, He's like, yeah, like, you, you're, your people are in my country just killing women and children. And that's, that's just kind of like a little sidebar type thing. But anyway, 
<laughs> From that point on, I was already like kind of checked out because it's like that's you know, I mean, it's not that I didn't. Get- it was a rough ending to digest. Yeah, it was a very rough ending, especially with how like silly a lot of it had been before then. I mean, we there were serious parts, but there were things where like people were pushing a button that said like something really silly, and then you know, women in bikinis walking <laughs> and stuff, mm-hmm. and. And then all of a sudden, you see this, like, serious, like, hardcore, like, anti-war photos like you would see from Vietnam or from World War II. Yeah. And then it's like the French guy in the gets yeah. to the he control room. He gets to the control room. room. Yeah. He wins. He gets to the control room. And this whole time, he's been talking about this effing system, and I'm going to destroy it and replace it with... Well, he doesn't really know what he's going to do, but he says he's going to replace it with his own system, and it's going to be way better. Oh man, that's like a metaphor for. Uh, well, because he wants the he wanted the workers to be able to. Lord, to, he, yeah. He wanted the workers to be able to benefit from their work. It reminded that's, me. That's what he wanted. What What was that movement where people were camped out in uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of like movement. like we're yeah. we're doing something, but you know, isn't it like I mean that was the chief complaint is like people saying like. But all these people don't actually know what they're doing it for or what they intend to do afterwards. It's like just kind of like a BS thing. Yeah. Like so, it was a th- this movie was like it hand- was taking handing a shot at them too. Yeah. yeah, it was taking a shot at people that were pro the game, the system, the war. Then it was taking a shot at people that were like anti-war too, because totally. it was like. Here's this guy who says the system's got to go down. The system's got to go down. He gets to the control room. And he's like, I'm going to make my own system. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, for me personally, that was like, okay, I don't like you anymore, French guy. Yeah. No, I was all, I was, I was team French guy up until the end there. Yeah. Yeah. When he he started getting wishy-washy like that, it was just like, yeah. Where's your ideals? Where's your, you know? Because then the guy the says, you know, every, oh, yeah, every system is corrupt. It's yeah, going to have the, the same guy. problems. That, that's yeah. what they're speaking. They're speaking Swedish. Uh, and he's he's like, the 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 system controls all of us. Like this, this And he's talking about kind of like the supercomputer, but he's talking about the system, of course. You know, quotation marks, the, the system. Yeah, system. And he's like, the system doesn't control me. He's like, well, you, you actually took down the system, and then you brought it back on because the system wanted you to. He's like, no, I didn't. I had to... I had to do it for, you know, and then he kind of trails off. He's like, yeah, the system wanted you to turn it back on, so you did. Yep. And then he looks at the camera and is like, the system is pretty sweet. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... <laughs> it was one of those situations where they look at the camera and deliver, like, a haunting message, and I, yep. don't, I don't like those. I just kind of thought, like... Okay, I was for the French guy's character up until that point, yeah. and it was like he got, it was almost like he got corrupted by power at that yep. moment. Oh, like, totally. he was like, I'll make a better leader than these people, or something like that. Yep. And then, of course, like, that that never works. So, I, I don't know. I think he that... He wanted to inflict his worldview on everyone. And then, yeah. If you, he had stayed true to his ideals, he probably... Would have kept the system down, yeah, and brought in other people to make something more. 
it less less about the power of just a few people and yeah. more about the ideas of a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think he had a lot of people. I think that was the thing. That was also the th- yes, I agree with you on that because because he was by himself like yeah. the entire time. <laughs> Yeah. But I agree with you though that, that that I think that that's what he would have done. He would yeah. he would have he would have tried to Yeah. Totally. It's extreme. Yeah. It's so extreme. now I I don't really know how I feel. There's another 10th victim, you know, because of these games we don't have any war yeah. supposedly. No violence. They were talking about how expensive things are too though. They were like, the, the, there were some there were some numbers thrown at you of how much a soldier's death would cost. Mm-hmm. Uh it uh in like you know gladiator actual gladiator times, and then they explain the cost of a soldier's death, uh, like World War Two, I think. World and, War Two was like millions of dollars. Yeah, and then. And, and then they talked about how since the 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 incorporation of the game, mm-hmm. that it's gone that the a soldier's death has gone back to the same cost as like during twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Which also kind of hurt me because I was like, well, human life, like. So valueless, you know? That like freaks life. me out so yeah. bad to think about, like, in terms of dollars and cents. Like, you can't quantify a human life in that way. Yeah. I feel like you can't quantify an animal life in that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not a vegetarian, <laughs> but I love animals. And we go to the pet store sometimes, and you see, like, a fish on sale for, like, 99 cents. Yeah. And it's like, how can that fish be 99 cents? Like, yep. it kind of just seems bizarre to me that a life at all could be worth a certain amount. Like... It's a strange concept. Yeah. It really is. It really is a strange concept. Keep those fish out of my house. <laughs> that goldfish? You know, hey, the crack- goldfish crackers. Or goldfish are... Okay. Oh, I don't like those crackers. Let me tell you a little goldfish story. Right. Let's go off on a little tangent. Right, tangent right time. Tangent to like lighten mm. up the mood here. Okay, so I think I've told this story at least a, maybe to you two before. Obviously, I haven't told it on the podcast. My family is a bunch of them are vegans, including my sister. Um, and one day I was uh, babysitting my nephew, who is he's three. And we were, you know, he was just running around like with the other, you know, I've got, a, I've got like, I've got a ton of nieces and nephews. And I don't know how that happened. 14. 14 so. nieces and nephews. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, he ran over and he's like, what are you eating? And I was just like, I was munching on goldfish because they're in front of you. And yeah. even though I don't like them, all of a sudden they're in my mouth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's goldfish. Have you never had one? He's like, no. I was like, so I handed it to him and he ate it and he just, he just ran off. And then Robin and Gina, that's my my sister's name and her husband, showed up and uh, they were talking and, and uh, they were talking to uh, their kid. And Robin comes over to me and goes, did you give him a goldfish? I was like, oh, yeah, he was just over here. He's like, Joel, he doesn't eat meat. He's vegan. I was like, OK, first of all, I understand he doesn't eat. OK, so I, first of all. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, I don't associate cheese with goldfish crackers. <laughs> you want to cheese it? Nobody does. How dare you? Yeah. Well, if I gave him a cheese it, then I could understand. There's Gold, cheese in goldfish, the name. Goldfish doesn't taste remotely like anything cheese. <laughs> right. If anything, I feel like they taste kind of like staples. <laughs> but no, I just thought it was a, a funny thing that happened. <laughs> Like, oh, a vegan might not want to eat these disgusting goldfish crackers. You're not missing out, kid. 
That's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, a single he ratted you out. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the one who ratted me out. Damn. It wasn't like she was upset or anything like that. She just pointed it out to me. Man. Like, huh. Well, that's a thing. Looks <laughs> like he doesn't get any more special treats. Yeah, forget it. So, oh. Oh. Did oh. you guys want to talk about the concept of nihilism? Because I feel like this was a nihilistic movie. <laughs> can we Can we give like a brief definition of nihilism real quick? Just so that, it, that, you know... You wear black clothes. Okay. You have a ferret that you throw in the bathtubs with All a right. basky. Okay, cool. Right. I'm on board. I believe in nothing. I believe in nothing. All right. Yeah. So you feel you feel <laughs> this is a very nihilistic movie? I just feel it's a, it's a... Everything is crap, and no matter what you do, it's going to be crap. Yeah. No, I got that, because the leaders sucked. The soldiers were depending on them, and there was no... Yeah. The most idealic, idealistic character at the end, even he had to admit defeat. Yeah. It's definitely a future sucks kind of movie. Absolutely. I think most dystopian future movies have this hopelessness, um, meaninglessness in their sort of bottom line. Their whole system is built on... And another thing that I really hate about these kind of movies is that they're fake. The whole, the, they have, like in, like in Logan's Run, how they pretend everything is all happy and stuff and everything's all great. It's a utopia. And then they're like, except for, you know, we kill all these people. Like, it's all, it always kind of has this underbelly like that. We must go to Carousel. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, they... (laughs) Is it's, it re- renew or reborn? I forget. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we must go to Carousel. <laughs> I like that we watched that on your roof. Renew. That's what it was. <laughs> jump up. That was that was so much fun. Yeah, that was. Fun. That was good. Three zero. <laughs> my crystal. My crystal definitely blinked one last time. It was awesome. It's gone black now. <laughs> yeah. and it's fallen off but i think a lot of those it's not meaningless it's not like they believe in nothing it's like they have a a sham system that works for them and terrible things happen to some people but it's like it's political because it's comparing that to the upper crusts of any society you know that there are people who get to drink tea and do whatever you know, have this have this pretend fake life. Four hundred dollar noodles. Three hundred million pound prostitutes yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, How much did that cost you? Oh, three hundred million. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, pound okay. sterling. Justify spending a third of my defense budget on these on these prostitutes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I so I wouldn't say it's nihilistic, but I do think that. It's depressing. I mean, (laughs) it's definitely hopeless for the people that are sort of, like in the Hunger Games. Like in the Hunger Games, the people that are under the capital or whatever. They live in fear. They live in fear and they are, they're life is really unpleasant. They they don't have any luxuries. 
I think that all these things are sort of a political message saying that we need to watch out because if we end up in a situation where the rich have too much and everybody else has too little, then there's a revolution, you know? Yeah. And they're trying to call out the fact that if people don't watch themselves, if people don't watch out for each other, that things can get really ugly and they have in the past. It's almost a hopeful message that you've taken away. I just I just really think it, the message of the movie is this is the way things are and you can't fight it. <laughs> Those images at the end of the dead people were rough for me. Um, I, I tried to actually kind of look away from it because I didn't want it to get to me as much as I thought the movie yeah. wanted it to get to me. Yeah. Like I kind of was like, okay, I get it, you know, but... I liked it because there was a shot where they were there was somebody like in mid swing of the baton and it was bending back, so it was like a total like like a rubber like a floppy rubber yeah thing, which would have still hurt but yeah I don't know if you hurt. could beat somebody to death with it well I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could Aaron Especially let's test it out okay yeah. sure give me the vacuum cleaner hose thank you Joel take another ah <laughs> uh, you're a good sport so. Let's, uh, you guys want to talk about this anymore? Because right now I'm just. I think I'm done. I think I've said everything I believe about it. (laughs) Um, I don't want to live in this future. Another future Sarah doesn't want to live in. Totally. This this one in Donald Trump's America. She doesn't want to live in the 10th century. It seemed like women didn't have very much of a place here. It kind of didn't exist except for that one lady. Well, I mean, was sex, sexual she, objects, she bait. Se- yeah. sexual objects seem to be the big, the big thing. They oh, were yeah, used for that. like some kind of a ploy both times. Yeah, they were like so sirens. Like a, <laughs> yeah, both kind times of were a, like sirens. They were like a distraction of yep. some kind, a diversion. Yeah, uh-huh. in this man's world, yeah. they were distraction. Yeah, it's like I video didn't see games any women in the in the leaders box exactly. or whatever. Yeah, no. Another future where women just kind of get the shaft. One of them. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you mean they all live in like a mine shaft or something? Yes, like Joel. That? Oh, that's cool. They're working in a coal mine. Ah, I was born a coal da- miner's daughter. I can't imagine where they are if this is if this is like something that's good that they're partaking in. They're someplace worse, I think. That's when the MRA, you know, take over the planet and you're gonna be where they're supposed to be in the kitchen, I, think, I guess. I think my only criticism <sighs> my only criticism is they should have done more of that uh interviewing the soldiers kind yes. of stuff. I, that's yeah. my only criticism is I think the movie would have would have uh it would have been more entertaining, I feel if, if if the soldiers had explained what they were feeling later on, that was, that was very candidly, I think that would have been yeah. I, to me. Yeah, I, to me, yeah. I think that would have been a bonus to this no, movie yeah. had they done yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They should have had the voiceover guy at the end go like, "As you can see, things are looking just great at this point." Yeah, <laughs> I was like thinking that. this world could exist like simultaneously with the Mad Max Fury Road, like sure. like this is just one place, one little yep. green place left on the planet, and totally. every place else is yeah, Mad Max stuff, Fury Road. All that stuff is in Australia. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was trying to get at is, is that Mad Max happens in Australia, so that this yeah. totally could have been happening. Yeah. The, walk, the Walking Dead is in the U.S. <laughs> yep, and, uh, yeah, something else like that. I was gonna say that that's that was one of my problems with District Nine is that they went away from the whole. Like docudrama thing yeah. in the second half. Yeah, I agree with and you. And I wish that they had continued with that. Have you seen Elysium yet? That one's pretty good. No, you've told me to watch it. I love it. it. We should watch I love it. that movie. You just have counter opinions, man. Like everybody hates that movie. 
It's okay. I'm. This is how I live, man. No, I, this is how I live I, on the fringe, on the fringe of society, with my That's... with my counter non popular <laughs> opinions of movies. You know why your counter opinions on movies is good? Because you're not the kind of a hole that goes on. You know that is like, oh, you don't like that movie. <laughs> Well, first of all, you're stupid. Second of all, let me tell you why you need to. I don't think anyone's stupid because of the opinion of, their, of a movie. I d- your opinion's your opinion. Yeah, yeah pretty much. You can't just, say it's good saying. or bad. It's an opinion. I mean, I get fired up over things. Yeah. I, I, will, I, I can't say that that I haven't been fired up, but I don't think anyone's <laughs> stupid if they disagree with me yeah. on a movie. It's just a movie, you know? I love Ghostbusters too. I know a lot of people don't love Ghostbusters 2. I've been yelled at because I love how much... I mean, I love Ghostbusters 1 as well. Yeah. But I was trying to... Def- I, literally, I, in, I sto- in shop, I was trying to defend Ghostbusters 2 once. And this guy told me I was stupid because I love because I love the fact that, like, they put a boombox inside... I mean, spoilers. They put a boombox inside the Statue of Liberty. And it was it was walking down, yeah, down yeah. New York. I'm sorry. I want, I, want a, I want a world where the Statue of Liberty saves New York because it's feeling good Rock vibes. Rock it out. Rock it out. It's a boombox. I'm sorry. I'm just, just going to bleep out that part. Good. That was just a good. huge spoiler for yeah. the movie that... You know, Viego! Should, not, should be seen by uh, all the children. Diego. Diego. Diego de Rivera. Diego de Rivera. Vigo. Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Dude haunts my nightmares. Just his face Vigo's forming creepy. on the baby's Oh my face. gosh. So go, next week we're doing Ghostbusters. No, we're not Ghostbusters too. I'm sorry. You hey, need to like increase the amount of movies on the list. Like I have a couple on there. Like I'm not the only one who can edit our list. I know, I know. <sighs> Bitches. But all I know <laughs> but the movies I want to add, like, I don't know, like all I know is so let let's uh, let me talk about that. Uh this this was uh movie number four in Spencer Month. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Thanks, Spencer. Spencer. It was awesome education. There was a character named Spencer in this, wasn't there? It was something like Spencer. It wasn't Spencer though. It was it was higher and higher. Anyway. Your love keeps lifting me. <laughs> Listen to Radiohead. Listen to Radiohead's new album, oh, totally. Moon Shaped Pool. All Listen I can think about is quotes from the first movie, not from the second one. Really? Yeah. You can't think of any from the second one? I'm trying. Yeah, I can think of things Peter McNichols did. Okay. What about Vigo's little sidekick? Dweeb. Yeah, that is Peter McNichols. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Jeez, my God! You don't know Peter McNichols, star of Dragon Slayer? No, dude, okay. I love Dragon Slayer. Yeah, it's a good movie. I it's a fantasy it. movie we should put on. Oh my time. God! A that was one of the my my parents owned that as like a, a an original Marvel graphic novel Aww. kind of thing, and that's I read it first before I saw it. Marvel made all the good ones. All they the made good ones. Crawl, they made yeah. Yeah, that one. They made. What was the other one I saw? I was like, oh, I Dark Crystal. Know. I had the Dark Crystal one. It's badass. It's badass. They had like the the, the bigger like magazine edition one with all the photo inserts and stuff. I, 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 it fell apart. I, I read bought it so the novelization of Sword and Sorcerer. By badass. Way. I don't know what's going to show up, but I bought it from cool. my used bookstore. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> So next week we're going to watch a movie called uh, what was it called? I already forgot. 
Repo? It's a generic name. It's called Endangered Species. Oh, yeah. That oh, my. From 2003. Not there. There's another one that is from, like, the uh, late 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. Also called Endangered Species. That's not the one we're watching. We're watching the one from 2003 with Eric Roberts, and uh, it's... Uh, it's going to get hot in here, guys. Woo-hoo. I'm already. I'm already kind of, like... <laughs> There's like a little bit of sweat on my forehead and, and, and like a very much so anime amount of blood spilling out of my nose. One of my favorite moments <laughs> from when we've watched movies together, oh audience, is we were watching The Sword and the Sorcerer. <laughs> and it got to the part where they were uh, Talon like accidentally falls into the, well, the king's harem. Yeah. And <laughs> there's just a bunch of naked ladies and Aaron's like, oh, this movie just got interesting. <laughs> Like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, the sword of the sorcerer was so funny. Yeah. Sometimes I just think about it. No, I do too. Watch that movie if you haven't just, watched it yet. Like, the part, the part, the part where there's like you know the the, the almost rape scene and he just kind of walks around the corner <laughs> he's eating, the, eating the big leg of the leg of an <laughs> animal. Right. I still think about this. I still think about this all the time. I, your anniversary <laughs> vacation. I was like, just like in a comic book, that panel next to like some crazy thing happening. Oh it just communicates so well. Oh my god! Then he gets crucified. <laughs> after that, after that, that is our random pick. By the way, that is we're going back to the to the randomizer pool. We've been doing a lot of uh, people pick movies for us, uh, so I just wanted to hop back into a little bit of the schedule. You know, we're we're not going to disinclude anybody who wants to. Give commenting us a suggestion. or anything like that. We we really appreciate all of the recommendations we get, uh, and and I'm serious. You know, I, all movies that you recommend are definitely thrown that are thrown at us. We definitely we, we we're so thankful, and I mean that's what we do. We love to watch science fiction fantasy movies, and it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks so much for all the suggestions, and Send uh, us more. keep them coming. Yeah. Thank you. We need some more fantasy suggestions. We don't have that many. Uh, after that, it is my pick, and I am choosing the movie Repo Man. Uh, Never seen it. Let me see what year that is from. Oops, I was already on the thingy. Anyways, it stars Emilio Estevez. You guys know who that guy is? He's pretty cool. I, I hear this movie referenced quite a bit, Repo Man. So it'll it, be really fun to see. He's Martin Estevez's son, right? That is correct, yes. And his brother, Carlos Estevez. From 1984, it is a punk movie. Like Oh, sweet. I thought this was going to be that same one Aaron thought it was. Oh, you thought it was the genetic yeah. opera? Yeah. Uh, it's not even the one with uh, no, this one's kind of Forrest like, Whitaker and uh, what's his name? In, in my head, I'm thinking like a sci-fi version of Taxi Driver. Look is at that, this. Is that picture. kind of what, what, we're, what we're talking about? We'll, we'll watch the trailer. We'll watch it after this. It's it's not okay. Not really like that. It's it's an okay. unusual movie, but it's going to be good. After that, we're going to have to pick. So is this movie like the events after Breakfast Club? Yes. Like yeah. immediately Definitely. after. He is so disillusioned with After Breakfast Club. You know, he you becomes a know. punk. We'll find out. Cool. Can't wait to see. So, uh, we're going to have to think up some lessons. Oh, God. While, we, while you guys are thinking about that, By the I'm gods. going to read the uh, the usual plugs at the end. So, take your take your time here. Think mm. about this. Okay. While I open documents. Isn't this fun? Lessons. <clears throat> email us any suggestions or comments you have. Our email address is podcast at gmail.com. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Anything. Uh, by the way, if you use any different uh, sort of podcatcher that uh, we are not on, please let us know. Send in an email because I'll try to get us added on there. I think we're on the Google podcast thing, but Woo! I don't really know how that works. So, yeah. Uh, give us a like on Facebook. Facebook page is facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. Please don't send me an outer space. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we would appreciate if you left us a star rating. Just go in there, type in your password, give us a little click there. It doesn't have to be five stars. If you don't like us for some reason, you know, I'm just kidding. Give me five stars. What's wrong with you? Five stars. I deserve it. The only number you should know when you're leaving a review is five. Five stars. You can even write five stars in the comment section. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. Do it. <laughs> Give us one star. And then the only number you know is five. <laughs> you know what? Give us five stars and in the review write one star. Oh. <laughs> if you like Aaron, if you like Aaron, go on to iTunes and put Aaron, five stars. Yeah, yeah. join the Aaron fan club. Follow him at Hyperhero Man on Twitter. Are we going to turn this? Are we going to turn our, our review section into the gladiators now? Yeah, it's like everybody gets points. Let yeah. everybody know who your favorite podcaster is in this podcast. Leave the number of points they get in the comment section. I should point out that I recently changed our podcast uh, icon logo to the one that Jeff. Uh, Thank you, Jed, Jed, Jed Dotry. Jed Dotry Thank did you. for us. A colorized version, and if anybody else wants to send any artwork, I it would be awesome if we could just change our logo whenever. You know, if if you listener, have anything uh, to send in, you know, we're <laughs> listener Derek. Derek, listener Derek uh, approached me today, Ooh. and he said, "Hey, if I do some art for you guys, we post it up." And I was like, "Sure thing, dude." Oh, for sure. Now he's mov- he's moving to Oakland, I think, or something like that. But uh, um, oh, they don't have the internet. Here's his address for you guys. No, okay, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> Jed, Jed, thank you so much for the fan art. We loved that. That is so awesome. We have it up in our house. Love it. Amazing. Thank you. So cool. So, I think that was long enough, guys. What lessons do you have to teach us about the gladiators, a.k.a. gladiatorerna? I'll go first. Lessons. If you're stuck in a post-apocalyptic... Okay, it's not post-apocalyptic. If you're stuck in a dystopian society... Make sure to join the away team. They get pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just picturing like Minecraft pork chops when you say that, which I you am don't unfamiliar. know. Yes. It's unfortunate. I it's know okay, there though. are pigs. Yeah, they can make you can make pork chops out of them though. That's very sad. No, but that's not the only. You can ride. You can make. You can make a saddle and you can put it on the back of a pig. Very and you good. can ride that. Oh. You can ride that pig around. And oh. you know what's even cooler? What's even cooler is you can put a little carrot on a stick now. So now you can, like, guide the pig wherever you're going. Oh, cool. And, you, and when you're riding on the back of that pig. I don't think carrots should exist in a world where there are no curved lines. It does look a little weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's like a weird square carrot. You just Google it. Just Google it. Um, my lesson for this movie, I have nothing in my head right now. I'm just, this is just me. Talking to the universe. Um, Hello, universe. My lesson is, is that if you're, uh, if you're a world leader and you're just staring at a screen of all your men dying, you know, just bring your chin down just a little bit because it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird looking at you with your head just kind of staring up at the ceiling. 
<laughs> from my point of view as a viewer, world leader, that's how you can tell. Just keep yourself a little more was. well. Yeah, your disposition, man. Mm-hmm. Your future disposition is important. There you go. Mm. My takeaway is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, never trust the man. Yeah. Never trust the man. Even if it's a French guy who's a hippie who thinks he's going to change everything, he's still the man. If he gets in charge, he's going to be the man. Don't trust the man. That's right. That's right. Bernie's the man. Okay, Bernie. Yeah, I trust Bernie. Uh, <laughs> no, I, just... <laughs> I want to believe. Let's not get into the politics. Goodness. We'll see you next week, folks. Have a good one. Bye. 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 I almost said love you guys. <laughs> uh.